Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and back with another great interview lined up for you today. Recently introduced to this uh, this cat, um, actually been following his his Instagram stuff for, for a while. Uh, his creativity is, he just puts out some funny stuff, and he just seems like a solid dude. So I reached out to him, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Want to want to bring one? And there you go. I already dropped the f bomb, and we're not even thirty seconds into the show, so you can kind of get an idea of what this episode is going to be like uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> he started an organization, Veterans Referring Veterans. Make sure it listen. If you're listening to this, I, I, I say this every week, but come on, guys. If you're listening to the show, you're already online. Open up another browser. Go to veteransreferringveterans.com. Check it out. Without further ado, Mr. Justin Clark. Justin, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it, show. That's all the time all right, we have man. today, we'll folks. See you. We'll see you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, they- <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Thanks for thanks a ton for having me on, man. I I, I really appreciate it. So, um, I I'm still stepping into this whole podcast world. I'm even running, you know, my own podcast, but it's still it's like I'm still trying to get the hang of the stinking thing. Yeah. And um, so uh, you got a new subscriber with me with what you're doing, brother. Well, so, I, but <laughs> I, yeah. I I appreciate it. Well, listen, man. What. Tell list tell our listeners a little bit like about you about yourself. So I like to dance. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So so okay, straight up. So so the reason you're having me on here, veterans referring veterans. Um, I'm a veteran. I was actually in the the Air Force for what 17 years. Got med retired. Had some issues. Lost my fingers. Um, been all around forever. And um, really, I'm. Getting out of the military, when I first got out of the military, I wanted nothing to do with, with military, with <laughs> veterans, nothing. Just wanted to be by myself, leave me alone, da-da-da. Right. And then um, I I noticed that I was really missing something. So um turned out it was that camaraderie that I had in the military. And so um, really one of the pieces, I guess, to my puzzle that was all jacked up was, was – um, just being a part of the veteran community and stuff again. So that's kind of one of the reasons why the VRV got started and stuff like that. But um, yeah, me, myself, man, I'm, I'm out here in Colorado. This is where we started the VRV. Um, literally wanted, um, like when we established it and it's only two and a half years old. So uh, when we established it, I, I wanted to have like a veteran business on the outside of Colorado at my six month mark. Turns out we were literally global by then and my first social outside of Utah, I'll dig in more with the VRV, what we're doing, but yeah. um, this thing's just kind of gone crazy here a bit. So um, it's good, man. So I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, tell me about yourself. I like long walks on the beach and yeah, sometimes yeah. in the forest on windless <laughs> nights. All right. That got dark. Um, what? Let me ask you this, man. What, you know, you, you, you mentioned, you know, getting out, you kind of miss that camaraderie. And I, and I get yeah. that. I've been, I've been out. Yeah. 12, 12 years. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah. uh, one, F, five. <laughs> um, I, uh, I guess it could be worse. I don't eat crayons. Um, mm-hmm. but you, you, you missed the camaraderie and I, and I totally, I totally get that. But what, what prompted the, the VRV, side of it like did you wake up one morning and you're like oh my god i got a great idea we're gonna well, we're gonna so, create a directory and we're just gonna promote <laughs> other people's stuff and this is what we're gonna do so there was a couple issues or a couple of things that went into it um 
One is, so when I got, I got med retired, like one, so I lost my fingers in 2004, right? They tried in Iraq on my birthday. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. It like was how many time. fingers did you lose? Did you, all of them? Just, like, just the tips of two, just the tip. Oh, okay. So check this out. I don't right. know if this is going to be on thing, but so I got raised in the bar. So Do you remember those? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, folks, like, let me explain what's going on right now. Like, oh, is it, me, it won't be video. He's, no, he's showing me <laughs> yeah. the tips, and all I can think of is like Kingpin or something. Like, he's got to be a yeah. great bowler, right? No, 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 no. It's freaking scary movie. <laughs> so totally, <laughs> it's like Nubs comes to, to comes to exactly, mind. yeah, exactly, yeah. So he's yeah. missing the top, the top part of the, a couple fingers. Yeah, the first joints on my middle two fingers. Right. Um, I had a 370 tank. Where is it? Well, it doesn't matter. Your viewers can't see it anyways. But basically, I was an F-16 crew chief mechanic, general mechanic on the F-16s. We were over in Iraq in 2004, first active duty F-16 squadron over there. It was funny because they're like, you know, thinking Air Force. They're like, oh, you're never going to get shot at or blah, 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 bullshit. Um, we, uh, we were at Balad, oh, which nice. is 30 miles north of Baghdad. Right. They called it Mortaritaville. Right. So, um, we had a lot of fun, I guess you could say a lot of good experiences, yeah. Yeah. good and bad, but, um, yeah, I ended up lobbing off my fingers and, um, um, kind of clean off the first one. I don't know if you've seen space balls, yeah. like my pointer finger here got flattened out like when old boy's foot gets caught under the statue and it squishes down but it didn't break a bone but it cut these ones clean off that's such a great reference (laughs) (laughs) it's what it looked like and then um my ring finger on my right hand it actually had a little bit of bone in it and they ended up having to shave that down literally like using a dremel tool and then ship me off um there's a whole big giant long story with me getting back um absolutely incredible incredible experience um from seeing that side of the war um the hvac process um the the camaraderie over there was like you can't beat it man um just absolutely like no matter what like cnn fox news whoever could try to do a documentary on it they'll never capture it never capture it long stool absolutely incredible but um i didn't get surgery till like a month and a half later on my fingers and blah, blah, blah. And that leads into a whole nother story. But anyways, um, so getting to where this whole came from, I don't know. I went off. And then this is, this is all on your birthday. I mean, I mean, nothing screams like happy birthday. Then like, Hey, I'm going to just shave the top part of my fingers off with the first. Do you know what's what's funny? So I got to tell you this. So, um, so September 11th over there, we got, fucking rocked right we got rock all day we had brian colfidge um you can look at you can look up his name i don't know if you've seen that we build the wall yeah, thing where yeah. they were trying to do that private funding yeah. so i was there when he got rocked right. so he lost his arm and his legs and um so when that happened one of my buddy used his boot laces to tie him up and help save his life and this and that so we were in the tent and i was the staff sergeant of the tent so i was in charge of the tent of everybody in there and at the time, our as far as the Air Force side of the house goes, our commander was a female. So it's Colonel Dix, so Teresa Dix. I'll never forget her. She was absolutely amazing. But I was always the one to joke around, like all the time, no matter what. I I, I always was telling jokes and just being stupid. Um, 
So with GK, because everybody was pretty, pretty shaken up. It's one thing with mortars and getting shot at, like, da-da-da, but until somebody actually gets injured, it's a different ballgame, right. you know, because when you first step off that plane, you're like, okay, this is real. Like, I think our first attack happened, like, literally 30 seconds after we got off the plane, and we're like, what's that noise? So like, oh, we're getting mortared. We're like, what? And so – um and it's funny because, you know, the first, I don't know if you've been over in like combat situations, <laughs> yeah. but like the first two weeks, like you'll see, like everybody's kind of freaking out, yeah. especially with the mortars because they're just coming in, coming in and you're like, oh my God, we got to run to a bunker. It's seriously like the two week mark. All of a sudden you're like, fuck it. You know, they come in. If it gets me, it gets me. You know, it's my day to die. It's <laughs> like a horrible mentality, but it, it's it's what happens. You already there. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the mortars are, are no joke. It's it's it, when you hear them, you know, you're safe, you know? Yeah. But um, the uh, but anyways, so. That night, she came into her tent to check on us to see what's because, you know, obviously, you know, there was a lot going on. Um, and she was like, hey, wanted to wanted to make sure you guys are doing good. Say thank you for helping save his life. Da, 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 da. And um, she was in there with this first sergeant. This first sergeant was out of the guard. Right. Really good guy. But, you know, different different mentality right. from, you know, how it is active duty and guard. So anyways, um she comes in, she's like, well, what's everybody's names? I was like, well, that's Sergeant Buckles, that's Sergeant Kent, that's Sergeant... She's like, no, 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 what's your first name? So I was like, oh, all right, Air Force, you know? And so she, I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's Brian, that's Mark, that's Dave. And I'm coming around the corner, I'm looking at me in the first turn, it's like, mm -mm. and I was like, I'm Tyrone, and that's um, um, Ted over there, whatever, I forgot. Um, she's looking at me, she's like, Tyrone? And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, the lights are the lights are on, my bad. It's <laughs> like, I'm Justin, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and the shirt's looking at me like, you stupid idiot, like, what are you doing? <laughs> So from then, it was good because it, it kind of lightened the situation a bit. Right. We, we totally opened up. We we're joking around. So from that point on, um, she would always call me out. She's like, where's Tyrone? Where's Tyrone now? Like, we'll, we'll do whatever. <laughs> like, wherever we were at, she was always calling me out. So then I lost my fingers at 2 in the morning on November 1st, 2004, right? So, sorry, I had to take a drink. Um so lost my fingers where it gets out and i was in charge of the crew that night too so i told my guys i grabbed tech wipes i was like hey get the bobtail going grab my fingers like i won't get too deep into that story but anyways we rolled out um it was that morning um all of a sudden the colonel comes in like to the to the um oh my gosh the facility at the i'm forgetting the name of the facility Basically, the, the the hospital over there is literally like two tents. Now it's called Heroes Highway. They got all these huge tents, and it's crazy. Um, well, after after my ordeal. Um, but anyways, um, I can't believe I forget the name of it. But um, anyways, she comes in, and she's like, yeah, we, um, you know, sorry, blah, 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 blah. She's like, they told me who we lost. They're like, yeah, I was certain Clark. She's like, Clark, Clark, why does that sound, sound familiar? And they're like, it's Tyrone, ma'am. And she's like, no. And so she was all upset. <laughs> that's totally how she knew me. But they found out they knew it was my birthday. So they went down to the defect and her and the shirt and some other like senior ended up stealing ice cream from the defect yeah. over there and brought it in. And what was super cool is because we had a bunch of army dudes and Marines that have been out in the, you know, outside of the wire for months at a time. And here they're able to eat ice cream 
because she brought in ice cream for everybody. Oh, right so everybody's on. able to eat ice cream. So it was super, super cool. So it was, it was fun having that first like initial thing with the yeah. whole ice cream with everybody. I'll never forget. And one dude, one dude got, <laughs> he got shrapnel through his freaking jaw. So it was like right below his left ear was like blown out. And um, he was still just trying to scoop ice cream and scrape it off of what he could oh. into the inside of his mouth. <laughs> it's it, it, it was, going, going over in a combat situation changes you, and it, and it you you experiencing stuff like that uh, is definitely well life changing. That's really it's, all you can say. It, it it but it's it's. It's good and bad, you know. You, oh, you, you see the bad, yeah. But also, like I kid you not, every freaking day I wake up and I'm like I'm looking out at these gorgeous mountains right now. And guess what? I can go stand out on my deck. Yeah. I can go into my backyard, and I don't have to worry about getting shot at. I don't yeah. have to get worried mortared. Yeah. It, it, it like, gives you appreciation, a different type of yes. appreciation yeah. on life. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So it's like every day is a freaking blessing. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. And so many people are like, oh, you lost your fingers. Oh my god. No, it's it's good. Like it's it's who I am now. Yeah. Like, and it gave me that experience because so many people would, you know, like it's good to experience for the right reasons. Um, but it's not because you know, obviously I saw some people that were severely injured. I we had a we had a marine on our hvac plane out of there um they had to remove the whole top half of the skull because of the freaking shrapnel that was up in there so we had so the c-17 right the right. c-17 was like brand new it's a flying freaking hospital and um the severely injured were on like missing arms and missing legs and back issues were on stretchers basically like three yeah, rows high up, yeah Yep. Yeah, so we were on the cargo nets that were on the side of this thing. So we had probably about six inches of room to, like, move around. Otherwise, it was super tight. So we had these guys racked up. And then on the other side, they had the other they had the other litters over there, too. But then they had three – they had two Army guys and one Marine all on basically ICU units. And there was two forward colonels and two majors constantly on them. And then we had one of their family members that was over there with us because they thought – you know, he was going to pass. And so they were flying back. And this is going from Longstool to, um, what was it? Um, was it Andrews? I think it was Andrews. But um, so, duh, 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 duh. so that plant, when I hear plant, people say like, oh, that my was horrible. I freaking just flew back from Cabo and we had turbulence. I don't want to freaking hear it. Yeah. You have no idea. Like, try flying back, like, one. With everything. You know, because my fingers were freaking, I had no surgery on my fingers, so they're just open wounds. And then to my right was this captain. He got shot twice in his leg. That was on my left side. He got shot twice in his leg. On my right was this 19-year-old Marine. <laughs> he got shot. He got three times up the side of his ribs, just inside his gear. This is his second time out. The first time he got shot and it like basically grazed his calf, jacked up his calf just a little bit. I'm like, God damn, dude. God. <laughs> 19 and you already got like 50 Duck. purple hearts. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Well, Justin, I want to – so, yeah, you've obviously – you've seen a lot and uh, you've obviously experienced a lot. Coming back, your transition after after let's 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 that's where I was getting. Let, let's that. push yeah. ahead to retirement. You get you get yeah. you're medically retired, right? So yeah, so so they I got um 
So they came at me with, they were trying to med retire. That's where I was going with my fingers. They tried med retire me back when I got back in like 2005, 2006 with my fingers because it was an aircraft mechanic. I, I fought it so freaking hard. Obviously, I won because I stayed in. But then um, when we were over in Iraq too, we had the burn pits. Right. At that time, back in 2004, we didn't have the mass and all that crazy yeah, crap. Yeah. Um, and we were literally dumping jet fuel straight into these things, just oh, yeah. open. It was nuts. Um <clears throat> Smoke all the time, blah, 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 blah. Didn't think of it. It's wartime. We're getting shot. We need to dump this. Get out of there because I was over by Sniper Alley. Right. Um, so anyways, flash fast forward to I was stationed out in California. Started hacking up crap, man. Like nasty, like horrible issue. Then I started having like bowel issues. Um, ended up coming down with uh, Crohn's disease and COPD. So, um, and right away the doctor was like, and it was so weird because they're both like an instant onslaught. It wasn't like gradually something's like, Hey, something's, something's kind of weird. I should go get checked out. No, it was just like, boom, it's it, here we go. So very embarrassing, really sticking hard. Um, and then with the COPD, well, the, the, the Crohn's was just kind of like instant, super embarrassing. Um, the COPD you're not, you're not, like, you're not that old at this time either. No, no, I'm 40 right now. Yeah. So this all started when, what, 20 or 20, um, I guess like probably early 30s, mid 30s, <clears throat> probably early, early 30, early 30, excuse me. Um, and then um, what should we call it? So started going through the whole medical process and they're basically like, you're done. You know, you can't go deploy, can't do anything like that. Just straight up rip the heart out of me because um, one, I loved doing what we were doing with the military. And two, it kind of goes along the lines of like when I got HVAC'd out of Iraq, um, you go through a mental process that sucks because you feel like you're leaving everybody. It was the whole like guilty thing, you know, Mm. and it was super hard. That one's hard to explain too, but it's like, what if I could be there if somebody you know, get shot, get blown up, whatever. I could be there to help save their life, you know? And um, so that was something, you know, and I still deal with to this day because it was, it's, it's rough, but kind of that same mentality with them telling me I, I'm med retired. And for, for somebody to tell you that you're not physically able to perform in the military sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Bad. So. So you get out, you see, you go through that, you retire. You transition out. Yeah. Where where do you transition out of that? So we were trying to decide because I was, this is my second marriage at the time. Um, we, uh, we decided to come back to Colorado. Like my family's here. There was a lot of opportunity here. We knew, you know, there's like a million and one bases that are here. So we're like, all right, we'll have freaking really good support. Um, and that was like with the med retirement is like, what do you do? Cause all of a sudden it's just like, bam, instead of planning for your 20 years, all of a sudden, bam, here right. we go. You, you, you better pack your bags cause you're going. Right. So we ended up coming back to um, Colorado and I'm getting a hundred percent disability with the VA and all that. So that's all good. So, so, you know, I'm getting a paycheck and everybody's covered in my family medical wise. So that's awesome. Um, and then I'm like, I didn't work for like the first, mm, probably about a month. And uh, I was just kind of like going crazy, basically. One of the the things with my VA rep, you know, so many people hear bad things about the VA. VA's, VA's got some very good stuff too, you yeah. know. Um, I don't want to get into the whole VA thing, but my my rep was amazing. Um, 
but one, he said, you need to get involved with different veteran organizations. You need to keep moving, you know, and then his other piece of advice is don't go to the VA. Don't go to the VA. Don't go to the VA. I'll never forget. I'm saying that because I got my retirement card. So I got med retirement. So um, I can go get checked out on base and all that. So um, anyways, get here. And before I left, I, I rediscovered fishing before I left California, I rediscovered fishing um, and really discovered that was my therapy. Right. Yeah. Cause I had, that's a whole nother story about me. They were pushing me into going to therapy five years after, like, so I was in um, Utah. We went out to Jordan and Saudi Arabia, yeah. got back, did our post deployment, you know, the right. deployment, the deployment as a TDY thing over there is really cool. But um, <clears throat> they're like, Hey, they called me up. And they're like, Hey, uh, you need to come down to the uh, mental health. I was like, why? What's up? They're like, well, we saw you were you were injured and, and you had a combat-related injury. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we need to get you in so we can get seen. And I was like, well, this is from – they're like, oh, didn't you just get back from deployment? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, you need to get in here so we can go e-value for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. I was like, I'm I'm good. That was five years ago. They're like, what do you mean? You didn't just get back with losing your fingers. I'm like – five years ago I did. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you just now finding my records of my, yeah. my yeah. injury? And they're like, <laughs> better late than never. Oh, you must've slipped through the cracks. And I'm like, shut up. So. <laughs> because I want to hear that. <clears throat> God. You don't know how many times that's the worst phrase you can ever say to me. I hate saying that yeah. or hearing that. Um, <clears throat> but, um, so then they forced me to go through therapy and all that stuff. And that's, I won't get into all that, but that's, that was a whole different thing. Right. Fishing, rediscovered fishing. Fishing was absolutely amazing. And it was just like, I was back to being myself again. I was like, cool. Not like I was this freaking whacked out freak, right, but right. mentally I was focused, I guess. Um, so getting out, I was like, all right, cool. I can go work. Cause I'm, I'm P and T, but I'm still able to work with my hundred percent. So, um, I went to a larger retail store that centered around fishing and um, started working there just to keep me going with right. stuff. Um, started meeting a couple of vets over there. The project healing waters, fly fishing. Oh yeah. Sent yeah. a rep out and they tried to get me involved with their program. And at that time I was just like, I don't want nothing to do with veterans. No, I'm good. You know, you guys do your thing. Thanks for the offer, but I'm good. Um, and then kind of discovered like, you know, you get treated like a number in the military, but <clears throat> I've never worked retail before. You get really treated like a number in retail. I'm like this. Yeah. So, um, and at that time too, I was getting paid like $11 an hour and I was in charge of the whole front half of the store, including customer service and in charge of locking up the safe with all the money in it. $11 an hour. Someone comes in with a gun or not, I'm going to grab a shopping cart and help them fill that sucker up yeah. and push it up to the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the white I'm like, dude, Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, no. So then I started looking into GI Bill because I'm like, I'm not doing this. Um, <clears throat> looked into my GI Bill with everything. And then um, I would be able, I was able to make $500 more a month going to school, just four classes a semester, right. $400 more a month. I'm like, why am I not doing that? So got into that. Um, that's where I started meeting some other veterans. And that's kind of where the VRV was kind of formed. starting to come around when I didn't know it yet. Um, cause I met some other guys that were starting up businesses, my old man here. So I'm, I gotta, I'm gotta cut this short. Cause you're like, Oh my God. No, no, no. Um, you, you, got, you got it. So like you, because you mentioned that VRV is only about two and a half, three years old. 
Yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah. So this is VRB is very, very recent. And you guys got a ton of followers on, on yeah. your Instagram already. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's because you hashtag military strong. Or, oh, or God, whatever. dude. You saw my post on that? I had to say that. Fucking wreck them. I will wreck them. You should see my DMs with them. I, I had to say, I had to say it. Um, oh, dude. But, but I got because I, I, they do the same thing to us. Um, oh, I know. It's everybody. Well, but, they got different accounts for different things. Yeah, it's all. I call them yeah. out and go to town. So but, um, so you started, yeah. you got, you started the VRV. So, you got a website, and, and there's a there's quite a few businesses across the country that that are veteran owned con- or excuse me, veteran that global. are veteran yeah globally that are veteran yeah. owned yeah that are on here so people can like you know hey if I'm looking for a uh, veteran owned apparel companies <clears throat> boom you have you have those if I'm looking mm-hmm. for health and beauty products or something that are veteran owned boom you have that I mean you guys got a, a quite a bit a big list of of veteran owned businesses. From laser engravers to lawyers to, you know, I just pushed out a dude that does roid, hemorrhoid cream. I He's saw on, <laughs> I reached out to him and I was just like, yeah. I love the name. I'm following this. You're <laughs> freaking amazing, dude. I love it. But it was, so one of the things was like, so back to the thing, I'm telling you, I'm right at the end, I promise. Um, I My dad was a realtor here, so I ended up shadowing him and ended up loving what he was doing. Got into the real estate, used Voc Rehab, got into the real estate stuff. Oh, really? took this real estate class and like, they're like trying to sell you on everything. And they're like, one of the things you need to do is create your own networking events so people can come to it and get your name out there. And da, da, da. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. But I hate putting myself out there. I was like, then there's so many different networking things as a realtor. You go out to these things cause you have to, right. To get your name out there, but it's the same crap over and over and over again. And I think with those, I was really looking for that camaraderie and stuff. And it, wasn't there because they'd always be like, oh, this one's so supportive, but da-da-da. They don't give a crap about you. They just want to know if they're going to buy, you're going to buy their doTERRA or or whatever plastic cups they're selling, whatever. I don't know. Um, So anyways, that spun into, um, from my guy that was over at the um, college, what I noticed like with my real estate, um, when I started using only veteran owned businesses with them because they were showing up on time, they're putting their heart and soul into everything. Right. And, and they were treating my clients like actual people, like real people instead of just a paycheck. So um, I was like, cool. But as I knew, as I was going to these different networking events, they were never there. You would never see veterans out there. And, and I was like, what is going on? It's because they were always busting their asses. And then these networking things too, they're always like, you got to, you know, suit and tie it up and blah, 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 blah. And put your little sticky note with your name tag on it. And I was like, it, it, it just sucks. So then um, I ended up thinking, I was like, maybe we could start a Facebook group where, so obviously these guys are all online. We'll start up with like a Facebook group. And the name hit me like literally that night, veterans and friend veterans. And I was like, VRV, that's freaking sweet. Let's do it. Um, so it was originally started as a Facebook group where veteran business owners could get together, tell us what's going on, how we could support each other, give us little secrets of whatever's going on, basically just a support group amongst ourselves. Literally within a week, um, the guy that designed my logos, actually, Mike with Halo Designs, um, I went to him and I was like, dude, this is my DM and we're going to start up this Facebook group. I was like, I need a logo for it. But 
with this, doing this logo, I need um, a veteran business. I was like, I love what you're doing with your stuff. Cause he created my, my real estate card. So my, my real estate logo is actually, it's four bars going up. It kind of looks like buildings. Yeah. And it says raising the bar in real estate, but unless you know me, right. you know, that it's actually my fingers. Yeah. That lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's totally catching people totally get on it. Cause I don't advertise myself being military with my real estate whatsoever, unless you really know me. Cause I think it's super overplayed. Um, but I told him what we're doing and he's like, dude, I was like, so I need a veteran graphic designer. He's like, bro, I'm one. He's like, I did freaking 10 years in the air force. He was like in NORAD forever. And I was like, dude, I had no idea. I've known you for like five years. I had no idea you're military. He's like, yeah, I don't really like Talk putting about it. it out there, but he's like, I love what you're doing and I'd love to be a part of it. But he's like, why are you going to lock it down just to veteran business owners only? Cause other people are going to want to support. So then that sparked up the other idea which we rolled into now. So I am establishing the veterans referring veterans.com website. I wanted to create it more because it's similar to like Angie's list, but different in the sense that you don't have to jump through hoops to find out um, what businesses you're looking for. I wanted to bring a personal aspect to it where um, you get to know these businesses beyond um, just like a listing. I didn't want it to be like, like white, black, and right. It's more personal, you know, whatever, just like, Oh, this is James that, that makes flags. I'm going to go buy from him. I want to try to get them to tell a story a little bit, you know? So that's what we created with that. And then obviously bringing it into our social media channels and all that. So, um, um, like I said, it's literally global. I've got two guys over in Germany. I got France and England coming up and these are all U S veteran businesses. Um, they all go through a, um, ID.me, they have to get verification of the military service before they actually get on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got it from not only businesses, but nonprofits too, from service dogs to mental health, all that stuff. Um, And it's been absolutely incredible. One, um, oh, and because we do socials, networking events at different veteran-owned businesses. um, And I keep it open to everybody because there's obviously a huge disconnect between the, the veteran or military community and civilian community. Right. But um, I want to have these open because I want to show like one to highlight this business, bring in other veteran businesses, let them set up tables, booths, whatever, whatever they want to do. And it's more along the lines of like a social where it's just, just super laid back. Um, But I want to showcase what we're doing positive. Like um, we're not there asking for freaking handouts or anything like that. We're wanting you to support us for our small businesses. And then the veteran label is just the cherry on top. Um, so those have been really successful. We were doing them like yearly or sorry, monthly um, here in Colorado Springs, obviously with COVID we had to, we had to wind things down a bit, but at the time we had already done, done a mountain Pennsylvania. We had two out in Pennsylvania. We were in, um, had a Boston, North Carolina, Utah, um, where else were we at? We were just in St. Louis, um, a couple months ago, yeah. but, um, it's, it's been really well received. Um, and the thing is, is like, it's all black and white, man. Like I got, I love what I'm doing with this whole thing because the whole, the more I push out the VRV name, the more the businesses get business, you know, that are, that are within the, the website there. So yeah, it's, it's been quite an adventure so far. What's next? Dance. Now, are we saying dance is in like jazz hands, or are we talking like stripper pole no, the, and like the black lights? 
Oh boy, like a boy band veteran dance crew. Oh, okay. No, so you're no. talking about like bringing it down. You have the moves like bringing it down, throwing it no, out, <laughs> sliding. You know, I got you. All right, no. I, no, I, I really want the VRV to be like a household name where where people know where to seek out not only veteran businesses, you know, but the small businesses within their community to help support them. Right. When they see an event um, that they know they could bring, you know, their kids, family, whatever to these things and one, they could check out these products, but then just have a, I feel weird saying that, just a fun, safe environment where they know, um, you know, I don't give a crap you've been combat or not. I don't, I frankly don't care if you served in the military or not. You want to come support us? Bring it on. Let's go. Let's have a good time. Yeah. You're, um, you're creating yeah, a positive, po- is it safe to say, Justin, that you're creating a positive atmosphere in a negative world? 100%, because I'm so sick of, the, well, I don't know if you're in our Facebook group, but no, you're just, you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Um, the entitlement factor with veterans, it's driving me up a freaking wall. Like, why did we, like, it's like, I don't know if you saw my stupid TikTok with my freaking video. It's like, um, I'll send you over the video, but it's like, these veterans, like, you didn't sign up to get a free meal at Applebee's once a week or, or once a year on Veterans Day. You know what I mean? It's like, what if 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 a business doesn't give you a freaking discount because you're a veteran? So what? It's not a big deal, you know. Like I just ordered I just ordered CBD for my dog from CBD Path, and they were like, "Oh yeah, here's veteran or here's a discount for for what you're doing." I didn't use it. I want to support them fully for what they're freaking doing. Right. Um, the there's just a lot of when I got out, I did try to get inv- involved with a couple organizations, military organizations, and all it was center. There was so much negativity surrounded by it. There's so much entitlement, like, Oh, you can go here and get this for free. If you ask for this, you can get this for free. And And there's a point there's, there's veterans who need this stuff. And that's why these organizations are there. They need um, this stuff to make their lives better in some way or another. I cannot stand the veterans abusing these nice people for just to get something to put in their freaking garage for whatever, right. you know what I mean? Right. And I, I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for that, but it, it is what it is. It's out there. Um, it's not all veterans, but the thing is, is I get so many phone calls from veterans that are like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm 70% disabled. You don't know what it's like. I'm like, well, I'm hundred percent disabled, but that doesn't f- define me. You know, right. yeah. there's, I'll have my, like right now I'm good. I'll have my bad days or I'm right. down for a day or two yeah. or whatever. But guess what? What can you do? You know what I mean? There's things you can do. And what I love about the VRV is it's showing like stepping stones towards other veterans um, on super positive things they can be doing um, in their lives for others. And so I think so many veterans get stuck in this mentality that's just it's it's horrible. I mean, like man, I got one guy on here with me. <laughs> He's got so many damn purple freaking hearts like kid you not it's just an absolute riot um and every time i talk to him on the phone i don't know if it's got bad cell phone reception or it's just his stuttering going nuts <laughs> but he's such an amazing freaking guy and he's doing like the most positive freaking things yeah. and i love i love showcasing and highlighting that but um and i think yeah. that's, that's one of the nice things that i've one of the reasons why i started following your stuff is just because it's 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 inter- it's entertaining and, and you make it enjoyable and, and funny. And, and and the 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 background behind VRV and what you're trying to create, what you've created thus far, 
and and what you're you know doing to move forward in a time where we live in a society that is full of negativity it's nice yeah. to have uh, a groups like the VRV and what you and what Justin is creating and real quick folks again if you're listening to the show it means you're already online open up another browser go to veteransreferringveterans.com uh, and check that out and support this. Support it. Buy some merch on the website. It's got a, it's a really cool, kick-ass website. Um, Justin, I got one more question. We're coming up on time. I, I got to ask this question. You're on a show called The Decision Hour. We make decisions every day. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was that decision and what was the atmosphere like for you? You know what? Um, <clears throat> honestly, at the time, um, I would probably make that, I guess, decision again. If it, I, I guess if you would say it was a decision. Um, leaving my family and like at the time my daughter was two months old um, to go to Iraq. Um, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure um, does. Because at the time, it, it, it's so hard to leave your family, you know, like one, you know, with, with everything that was going on, but I didn't know what I was stepping into one with war, but with losing my fingers, the people I met and everything that came out of that, that, that had the domino effect that I had no idea that was going on until I can look back at it here today. Um, doing that once again, I would do it a hundred percent over and over and over again. Um, even though it's, you know, sounds crappy to some people to say or whatever, but, um, it's true. So that really changed my life, um, in more ways than one. And, and that's, I guess if that answers your question, yep, enough sure there, yeah. um, really doing that with that experience and everybody. So Justin, what, uh, before I let you go, what, what's final, final thought, final word, what do you want people to know? I think, well, one thing you hit on was with what I'm doing with my videos and, and breaking the mold. I, I would say with, with business owners out there, don't be afraid. Like it took me a lot to be going what I'm doing, talking to you right now. I'm doing podcasts, making those stupid TikTok videos, break the mold with what you're doing. Um, it's funny because you follow me just good. A lot of people follow me for the humor and stuff like that. And, and guess what? It's getting two different channels, getting to different eyes, opening up new doors for business owners, for people to, Hey, it's not the same thing over and over again with every other stinking business out there. We're doing something different. So I guess don't, don't be afraid to, um, I guess truly like it sounds cheesy, but follow your dream to do what you want Love it with your business. You mm. know what I mean? Cause it's people will follow you. People will love it just because um, some guy with, 2.5 million followers on whatever Instagram, whatever social media channel, that doesn't mean you have to copy everything he's freaking doing. That's working for him, bringing his personality, personality out. People want to see you. So um, I guess that's it, man. Really, really just kind of believing in yourself, trusting yourself, have that confidence. If not, you can, cause I've got the worst confidence in the freaking world. I'll show it different on social media, but Hey, if I can do it, anybody else can do it. Love so, it. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Folks, that is all the time that we have today. Big shout out to Justin Clark. VeteransReferringVeterans.com. Go check it out. 
Also, we got to give a shout out to our parent company, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the podcast shows, what they're offering. And if you want to become part of the HMG family, go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.